step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. When the sun goes down, all the monsters come out to play. But even a monster something cool to listen to in the dark. Welcome to Geo After Dark. Your host, Geo Braun. And I know just where I stand Another serenader And another long-haired band Today I am your champion I may have won your hearts But I know the game you forget my name And I won't be here in another year If I don't stay on the charts I am the entertainer And I've had to pay my Ah, but still they come to haunt me Still they want their say So I've learned to dance with a hand in my pants Let them rub my neck and I write them a check And they go their merry way Bye. 
Hi, this is Dean Yeagle, and you are listening to Geo After Dark. Yowza. Well, here we are, back once again for Geo After Dark. I'm yours truly, Gio Braun, and welcome to episode number 10 here, which is a very special episode, as we are going to actually do something a little different. And normally, if you've heard the past shows, you know that I sit here and I talk about all kinds of stuff that are part of my world. This and that, that will make, uh, you know, people wonder about my sanity, to be honest. But it's things that I like, things that I enjoy. We do movies, madness, and more. All kinds of other things, too, that I talk about just off the top of my head. It's what I like to do. But this time, it's going to be a little different, as we have a wonderful guest with us today. Uh, I was lucky enough to actually talk to Marilyn Gigliotti, who many of you out there will remember was Veronica in the movie Clerks, Kevin Smith movie, as a matter of fact. I was lucky enough to run into her at WonderCon, this, uh, this past season. And sure enough, she was beyond sweet and super freaking cool. Uh, so we talked a little bit, and before too long, uh, I asked her if she wanted to be a guest on Geo After Dark. And sure enough, she did. So we're going to be actually uh, devoting the show to this interview. Now, in the process of which... Uh, oh, looks like my trusty man's servant. Well, hi, Jeeves. How are you? Pardon me, Master Braun, but did I hear that correctly? Will we not be doing our usual type of show, if you will? Well, yes, Jeeves, that's correct. We're actually going to do a little something different here. And uh, so we're not going to be doing our normal, you know, normal type of show. Well, the problem is, sir, um, I got the tiger ready for... The juggling act I prepared for today's show. Um, the the, the tiger. Uh, I'm not riding a tiger. I don't juggle. So, what what was the plan there? No, no, Master Brawn. I was going to juggle while riding this wonderful Bengal tiger. Um, Jeeves, you are aware this is a podcast show. This this is this is not video. So it's, it's only audio. Therefore, no one will be able to see you ride a tiger while juggling. You know that, right? Um, well, I, I suppose I do. Right. Um, while you're at it, make sure you feed that tiger. It looks a little hungry. Pacing there in my hallway. Yes, Master Braun. I shall do so at once. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, and that being said, uh, let's get on with the show, shall we? Here's our interview with Marilyn Gigliotti, here on Geo After Dark. All right, it's interview time here at uh, Geo After Dark. And you're talking with yours truly, who is very honored to actually have a great guest here that uh, a lot of you are going to remember as Veronica on the Clerks movie. Uh, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Marilyn, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> it's so good to have you on. We're, we're excited to have you. Now, you did Clerks uh, back in 94. Yes. And, uh, you know, you were Veronica and you were awesome. I mean, I know everybody, everybody loves you as Veronica. Um, Thank you. You also, uh, you do a lot of, you've done a lot of things since then, though, as well. Yeah, I mean, I have, but it, it's, it's, it's like a lot of people do look at my, my history of, of what I've done. And, you know, I guess to some people, yeah, it is a lot, especially to people who haven't done anything. <laughs> Um, when you look at other people's credits and how they're able to make a living off of it and all that kind of stuff, I mean, you know, it, it, I'm not deaf, I'm not where I want to be, but I, you know, I am grateful for what I've had. Well, very cool. Very cool. Um, do you have like, would you say that you have a process, um, as an actor in terms of how, how you go about a role? Um, you mean, uh, uh once I get... A role and 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 how to create that character exactly yes uh, I do um, and my, for the first part what I do is is just look at those lines and try to start get a memorization process going on mm-hmm. um, but also just to get a feel of the character okay. because when I'm not sitting down memorizing lines and I'm doing whatever it is that I have to do during the course of the day in my head, I'm thinking about that character, thinking about what's kind of going on scene by scene so that it can help the process of memorization. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, especially when you're getting an audition and all you're getting is a day, and that actually happened to me like day before yesterday. Um, in fact, <laughs> it was probably about an hour before I had to leave to go and see a double feature of the Avengers movie. Nice, nice. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit, too. <laughs> I had three, um, I mean, it, two scenes, and they weren't large scenes, but still, it's like my my anxiety starts to go because it's like, shoot, yeah. I'm going to be at the movie theaters all night, <laughs> getting home at like 10 o'clock. Right. I've got to go to work in the morning, uh, so getting up at 6 to go to work, and then the audition in the afternoon. So I don't have a lot of time there to memorize these lines and do the process of getting, you know, finding that character and right. all the nuances. But I did it. I did it. <laughs> there you go. When your mind starts computing all everything all, you know, it's like, wait, here's my day and here's my itinerary. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know. Uh, I, I know what that's like, not in, in the realm of acting like you, but definitely in terms of like, you think about this and like, oh yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that. And then you start to calculate. <laughs> yes. Nice. It's like, you know, every single minute of that day. Yes. Um, so it, it's, and the thing is, because ideally I would love to be able to have a, another person, another body there that 
that we can do the scene together mm -hmm. as if you know we're actually in front of the camera and stuff like that but i didn't have the luxury of being able to do that so i'm in the room and that's when i'm first getting to do it opposite somebody so thankfully this the casting director was really great and he let me do it three times because and, and i actually thanked him in an email and he said it's like i could see that you had the meat there right. it was just a matter of you know getting that rehearsal process because it doesn't matter how many times i get to do it on my own out loud mm -hmm. i don't have another body there right right and you somebody uh, to kind of play off of exactly yeah. and once you once you once you put that other um uh, oh my God! That, uh, that other avenue mm -hmm. there of, of feeding off of somebody—it right. it puts it into a different light. It puts it into a whole different being. Gotcha. It's five o'clock in the morning. Um, would you, do you have a favorite actor or people that you would love to work with? Oh, well, that's a whole different animal. <laughs> um, there's so many yeah. and I mean, Johnny Depp would be one. Yeah. There's yeah. so many though. It's like, and one thing that I actually say is I'm not one to have a favorite of anything because I don't want to have to choose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. It makes good sense. <laughs> and that that encompasses a lot, not just, you know, people or food or it's like everything. Right. I don't like to have a favorite. <laughs> it's good to have a variety, as they say, you know? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but hey, you know, I, any of the greats that are up there, I would love to work with. <laughs> <laughs> now you've, like I said before, you have had a lot of roles. Now you're also, um, you're also scheduled to play, re, re, you're, your character Veronica is actually going to come back in Clerks Three. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, I would imagine a lot of fans out there are going to be very excited about that. Uh, yeah, I've had a lot of people remark on how excited they are. I I'm excited um, because not just as the actress that gets to actually play her again, <laughs> but as a fan of the the genre and the film as well. Yeah. Um, I want to see where she's gone and how she's grown and, and what's happened to her in relation to everybody else. I, I would definitely imagine being uh, an actor who gets to re replay or reoccur this role again. It's kind of exciting to actually see kind of the, uh, we're going to see like an evolution of who yeah. she's become. And I know, you know, you're going to be amazing at that. So Thank it's, you. It's like, you know, I'm really excited. I, I unfortunately have not gotten the privilege of reading the script mm -hmm. um and we were supposed to start start shooting next month mm -hmm. and uh well as most people know by now it's been postponed uh and they're going to start mall rats 2 instead right which happens a lot though i mean you know things stop and start throughout a process <laughs> i think it's happened three times now for clutch three though <laughs> <laughs> they're going for a record folks they're going for a record. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, it, it's it's not the, it's certainly not the first time that it's happened to me, um, as, and I'm not talking about just Clerks Three. It's happened to me with other films as well, right. or they've just gotten completely canceled altogether. Yeah. So and 
that's very disheartening because my first film out here in California, mm -hmm. after I moved out here, um, it you know it was a nice, fun little film, and at the eleventh hour, funding was lost and oh, killed God. the whole, whole project. That'll just that'll just break you down to the foundation, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Well, what was the, what would you say is the hardest role that you've had uh, ever played, and, and why? Hmm. Um, I've had some challenging roles, not necessarily the hardest. Mm -hmm. Um, there was uh, two of them, two two films that were challenging, which I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Were both done by the same writer director, Neil Johnson. And both of them sci-fi. Oh, okay. And in one of them, uh, I'm held captive by aliens attached to a contraption mm -hmm. in indefinite uh, labor. <laughs> 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 and uh, with contact lenses in. And oh, yeah. So I, I loved the process that the other and I had prior to going into that and just being able to sit down and, and talk over like the backstories and the emotions of what's kind of going on with these two characters. Right. Um, so that was really, really nice. And then in the, the other one in Starship Rising, uh, the other, the, the one that I'm in perpetual labor, that's Alien Armageddon. Uh -huh. And then the other one, Starship Rising, I play uh, Warlord for this planet. Uh -huh. and, and so she's the one in control of everything. And I mean, I don't know that it was so much challenging, but just really enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, and something that could be challenging, which is just as simple as me playing a realtor in Lake Erie, mm -hmm. because it's a character that is actually this that is not me and that is a very simplified character mm -hmm. so sometimes it's the most simplest characters can be the most challenging see that makes good sense though i mean you know because it's like you're trying to get the most out of every role that you do right and to and sometimes when it seems like something so simple but it's in actuality in order to actually get the most out of it you have to have as much as you can knowledge wise of what that character would be like yes uh, and who they are yeah, exactly, and um, and not not overdo it, right? And not underdo it. Uh, so there is that fine line, especially when it's something that it's a little bit foreign to you. What would you say? Uh, would you say is one of your funnest roles that you've played in, in your roles that you've done? That's almost like picking a favorite, though, isn't it? And I don't like picking uh, that's favorites. True. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's one of the um, most funnest experiences? How about that? <laughs> uh, well, nothing will ever compare to Veronica and yeah. Clark. Yeah. I, I mean, there's just, you know, the whole experience. It, first film and everything that happened right after that. Um, there's, there's just really nothing that's going to compare to that. Yeah. But I enjoy every role that I have done. And like all the roles that I've had have been so diversified because it's like I want to be able to, you know, take myself out of whatever stereotype anybody might have put me in because of clerks. 
Yeah. And, you know, and it's not to talk bad about that, but unfortunately that is this business that, you know, well, yeah. when you get known for whatever particular character, you get stereotyped in that character. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you're really good at doing that character, because then all of a sudden everybody wants you to be in their next movie and talk on the phone and talk to the bad guy saying how he's going to kill you and, you know, and... You know, it's like, okay, I'm just playing the same role over and over again. And granted, it's really cool. Right. But at the same time, you know. Right. I mean, but but yes, I mean, okay, yes. Everybody has a brand. Right. In this business, it's all about branding yourself and being able to utilize that to your best advantage. And that's great. But, you know, until I I am working continuously, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to... Play around and 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 show what run I have to offer. Kind of run and the game. Story um, quite a w- long time ago um, in the show Everybody Loves Raymond, uh-huh. uh, the one who played the mom. Yeah. She, even while doing Everybody Loves Raymond, I heard, still went to class. Because that's where she was able to continuously play someone other than Raymond's mom. Wow, that's cool, though. Because, she, again, she wanted to kind of branch out of it. I remember her way back in the day playing on Remington Steel as the receptionist. Ah. And so it's like, you know, when I first saw her on Everybody Loves Raymond, I'm like, oh, it's the receptionist. Who we <laughs> you know, and then you think of her as the mom on Everybody Loves Raymond and, you know, that, that brilliant, devious mind that she had on that show. But again, you don't want to be known as just that one, especially if you're an actor who wants to do more than just, you know, play the, pay the bills and have what have you. You want to do it as this is your craft and this is what you love to do. So you want to get as much out of it as tar- in terms of running the gambit as you can. Right. And then, you know, but again, too, it's like not just for her to, to be to, to show what else she had, but but she was able to play other characters. She was able to get that release of being someone other than Raymond's mom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that is what you also just to bring it up as well. I mean, beyond comedy, beyond a whole plethora of genres that you were part of, you also do voice acting as well. getting into the voicing um, about three years ago, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly at this point right now, I've been narrating audiobooks. Um, and that's been quite fun. Um, I, one thing that I never anticipated or expected is coming up with different voices, especially in a book when you've got multiple characters. Right. And it's not that they're all that different, but I've been excited with what I've been able to kind of come up with and, and surprising myself and keeping myself out as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've had some, I've had two horror books. One of them is a vampire book and another one is uh, a, um, a gun that is possessed. Oh, that's cool. I dig that. I mean, I know that's an interesting storyline. I mean, you think you think of, of certain objects, you know, in in, in in movies and so forth. And I've read a few books that have that kind of idea behind them, and it's really kind of a neat concept that people, you know, have certain objects that are that are cursed. Right. So that's kind of neat. But I see what you're saying. 
the backstory on how that <clears throat> that actually happened is is is, is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So that book is called Blood Forge. Okay. And, and then the vampire one is called Blood Warship. <laughs> There's a lot of blood in the, in the, yeah, in the voiceover world. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that's cool. See, now that's a whole different. I would imagine that's a whole different. Uh, um, availability for you because you know as an actor you your facial expressions and, and actually physically acting plays a big part of how you you know do this so this is kind of like not restrictive but in a way you have to learn a new set to really kind of get that that tone out there and to get the, the different acting in terms of your voice acting to the public in terms of how you're going to portray this character or this you know the story yeah, and, and my recording space is my closet. So uh, it's like I don't have a lot of room in there to play with or anything like that. Right. But um, in Blood Forge, there was a kernel that I had to do. And, and it's like I'm reading these character descriptions. And so it's like I have to kind of stop and have to kind of, in my head, it's like what, did, what would this person look like? What would they be like? What what is What are they? Who are they? Right. And... And so I start to hopefully get a personality where the personality will lead me to a voice. Mm -hmm. And it's like what I had to kind of do, it's like, you know, to, to get this character was like quite funny for me anyway. Yeah. And, and it's like how I had to kind of hold myself so that I can get this character. <laughs> well, like you said, it's going through a process in order to do yeah. so, which is, you know, that's, uh, this is a part of your process. And yeah, you yeah. That's very cool. I mean, I, I dig that. I, I've done a little voice acting myself, so, you know, <laughs> it's kind of neat to actually bring out a character and, you know, develop that character. Okay, this is the character of who, you know, uh, of this particular story. How do, I, how do I make this character come to life? Yeah. You know? Um, and then you see it on, on film as a you know, cartoon or what have you, and you're like... Yeah, that's pretty much what I went for. You know, it's just kind of fun. Uh, See, that that's that would be my next want to do is is to voice an animation. You oh, know, nice. yeah. Uh, whether it be the cartoons or well, yeah, animation is a cartoon, but I'm talking about like TV cartoons or film animation. Yeah. Uh, that that would be really where I can actually use my own voice as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what would you What would you say uh, as far as advice for aspiring actors? What would you What kind of advice would you give? I, I get this question a lot, and my first question to them is always, "Have they even trained yet? Mm -hmm. What have they been doing?" Mm -hmm. And it surprises me a lot how a lot of people really haven't done anything and they haven't even looked into training. And it's like, they just want to be able to kind of do it and be famous and like, right. oh, right. it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so... The idea of being Johnny Depp and being discovered in a mall does not happen very often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I always say, get that training first. It's like you, you have to crawl before you walk. You can't just want to walk right away. Um, and because I, I myself trained for at least a year and a half to two years before I even thought about going to audition. 
because I wanted to make sure that I had some groundwork there. Yeah. And, um, and it's, when I found an acting class, I hadn't even thought about acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's why I, I say to them, and also anybody who's going to college, I always say to them, personally, I feel you, you want to be an actor, don't go to college. Yeah. But <laughs> if you have to, I would say minor or major in marketing because that's what we have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, know how like, to really promote yourself out there, how to put yourself out there. and Exactly. Because we do a lot more of that than we do of acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Advertise yourself. Make your, like we were talking before about branding yourself. Uh, you got to know that you, you have to know a bit about business and that's, it's, it's much the same way. And even in comic books, if people think, Oh, you just be a good artist and you're fine. You'll, you'll do fine. No, you got to really learn how to market, how to advertise, how to do business. And, uh, otherwise, you know, you're just that guy who gets drunk at the parties and, you know, is on TMZ <laughs> now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, I'm surprised that. Um, for for people who do go to college for acting, um, you know, in however way that they actually put this, I'm surprised that marketing isn't a requirement because a lot of these people do come out of college and they're like, well, now what do I do? Yeah. yeah. And so they wind up spinning their wheels. Yeah. I mean, granted, hey, I still feel like I'm spinning my wheels as well, you know, but I've, I've learned a lot through trial and error through the years, but still. I feel like I need more. I need more. Right. Which is, and that's the thing too. It's like the idea of, okay, yeah, you've been, you felt like this has been going on for years and years, but you have picked up a lot over the years and even things you don't even realize until they come into to use. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, wait a second. I just, I know how to do that. Where you see somebody else coming into it and they're, and you see the mistakes that they're making and you're like, Okay, I'm better off than that right now because at least I know where I'm going with this, you know. So you know that's that's good. That's good. Even when you don't feel like yeah, you're getting anywhere, yeah. you're really kind of you, you, your message to the universe is out there, and it's actually okay. Here's where you're at, and see how much better it is than where this could go, you know. Yeah. So it's it's good. It's good. What would you say? Um, give us give us a fun fact about you that most people wouldn't be aware of? Hmm. (laughs) You know, it's funny because it's hard for me to think about that because on social media, I'm so open um, about what, you know, my daily life and what goes on and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, You know, a lot of people still don't realize that I'm a mom and now I'm grandmother. Wow, yeah. wait a second. Oh, the phone. <laughs> See that? Did you just say that out loud? Grandmother? I am. I can't believe that. <laughs> wow, that blew my mind. And I've met you in person, so I'm just kind of blown away right now. <laughs> did, did, did you were, were you were you did you come out of the womb pregnant? I mean, how did that happen? <laughs> I'm younger, I'm I older than I look. I'm very young looking. I've always been that way. Oh, bravo. Um so hopefully it shall continue. Although <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sometimes I don't feel as young as I look. <laughs> sometimes I feel even older than I am. <laughs> um, yes, it's like I, I have a five-month-old grandson. Wow. 
That's oh, there's point. a fun fact there, yeah, Doug. There's a fun fact indeed. I'm blown away by that. It's awesome. And I've shown photos of my grandson. I'm very proud of my little grandson. He's a little cutie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, there you have it, folks. Something you have you, you did not hear until now, uh, most likely, in, in many cases. Uh, Marilyn Gigliotti, uh, grandmother, and apparently immortal. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, just putting that out there. Sorry to put you on front street on that, Marilyn, but good <laughs> lord. <laughs> no, not anymore. I don't know that I'd want to be anymore. I don't know. Would you? Uh, you know what? I've, I've, my characters that I do, you know, as far as my graphic novels, I, a lot of them are immortals. They're, they're vampires. They're, they're demons. They're gods. They're everything you can imagine. And I look at their lives, and, and I would imagine, no, that's just not where I'd want to be. Um, the idea itself sounds great on paper, but then you start to think about it, and you're like, wow, the, you know, the scariest thing, and. and Having to write characters like that, you have to think about things like what is what would be the I mean, you don't fear death. What would you fear? And it's like, my characters fear being bored. You know, because <laughs> where are you gonna go with that? It's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm bored for this minute, but you think as a as a mortal or as a person who, you know, knows that one day you're not gonna be here, you better do everything you can in this world. But if you had if you were a character, if you were somebody who was immortal. Well, there's always tomorrow, but then you, then you're bored, and then it's like, what do you do? You know, a lot of my characters who are immortals become um, very rock starish. You know, mm-hmm. live for the moment. You know, just constantly having one adventure after another because boredom is is the biggest fear they got. <laughs> so, right. I mean, my first introduction to immortality is Highlander. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know. So obviously, you know, he didn't get bored because yeah. he always had somebody trying to kill him. And, and even though he was immortal, yes, he could be killed. But, um, and then there's, uh, I don't know if you've seen the new show Forever. I love that show. Me too. I love that show. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like the way that I look at it, and it's like I know there's others in between right now, but those are the two that kind of stick out in my mind. Right. And the thing is, loneliness. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, seeing the people that you love die uh-huh. and then trying not to get close to anybody because yeah. you know they're going to eventually die. Yeah. So it's, it's about loneliness for yeah. me. It's like, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't like it in this life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's bad enough being a mortal and having to deal with loneliness sometimes, but, uh, Imagine being stuck. I mean, it'd be almost like a curse. And like that show Forever Goes Through, I mean, he's got a lot of issues Mm -hmm. um, just in this most recent incantation of himself with his wife. Uh, For those of you out there, don't, this spoiler alert, don't listen right now. But I mean, the character itself is dealing with a lot in terms of like, you know, his current, his his situation, his most recent wife, all of that. I mean, the the, the mental turmoil. Right. Would and really then he's got crazy as a mortal that's on his case now. Yeah, exactly. And and having that guy come around and, and, and you know, and just the idea of, okay, now, okay, that's 400 years or 200 years. Um, this other guy has been around in the show for, like, well, since, like, the Roman era. And right. it's, it's like, dude, that would make you really, like, really kind of nuts, you know? You you wouldn't be able to really con- concentrate on... What's that? Yeah, you can almost see why he does go crazy. Yeah. Because 
he's try he's been tr trying to figure out how to die uh -huh. that much longer than than <laughs> the current guy. Because yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name. Um, but it's only two hundred years for for yeah. Like, Henry Henry's been around for Henry, like two hundred yes. years. Um, and the other guy, I mean, here, and here's the thing. Now the other guy has a theory. Oh, we're going to totally geek out here for a second. Oh, yes, I guess. <laughs> the other guy has a theory that if you have the weapon that killed you in the first place mm -hmm. kill you again or use that weapon to kill yourself, you will be able to die. That's, that's the uh, older immortals theory in this. But his problem is his <laughs> weapon got destroyed a long time ago. So he might be completely stuck just living one lifetime after another. That's got to suck. Right. You know, I mean, right. you know, and then he's got that gravelly voice, which is spooky enough. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's it's funny because as much as you, Henry, I'm sure he's 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 has this conflict going on between him. Yeah. It's like he doesn't want to live forever. No. But does he want to shoot himself? Right, right. It's like, is this way, is this the way I want to go out after all? After 200 years, and then here it is again, all over again. I mean, it really, this is what it comes down to. I totally see. That him, Henry, and uh, the police officer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially I, when she gave up on Cuba. Here. When she gave up on Cuba Gooding Jr. And I'm like, wow, really? You gave up a guy who's rich, charming, cool, and <laughs> loves you all to death for a guy who's socially not exactly available, who yeah, loves but, scarves. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like before that, before Cuba Gooding came into the picture, uh -huh. she still... In her mind, hung up on her dead husband. Yes. Yeah, because we started our show off, and she was, you know, sleeping around, didn't care, just and getting drunk. Was she sleeping around? Yeah, well, yeah. When, when we first meet her, she was actually in the bed of some guy she had just met. Oh, okay. And, and she had, like, a, a whole um, a drunken stupor. She woke up, and she's like... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of a whole thing. It's like, this is the introduction to her character in this. And, you know, she, they've gotten away from that whole side of her. But they uh, did though. They, yeah. they did pretty much because it's a because I I forgot about it. Yeah, I think they've really thought. Well, that's that's too far for the character to because <laughs> you know to bring them back to get her to like Henry. I don't know. <laughs> so they rethought that. Yeah, but I think I think Cuba kind of like broke the wall down. Yeah, yeah. So that now, if 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 she was feeling anything for Henry, it's going to happen now. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so too, and I think that's where it started to lead until. Yeah, Henry started to realize, okay, wait, there's there's the final piece of this puzzle with my ex, you know, his wife, who mm -hmm. he loved. I mean, I mean, that's that mm -hmm. would be the thing. It's like, wait, I got somebody here who, yes, I'm watching them age, and now they're in their, you know, 60s to 70s, but I'm still me, still in my, you know, mid 30s, 40s, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, God, this has got to really be like a hard situation because you you saw how it was really tearing her apart. Yes. You know, she thought people, she couldn't even go out and enjoy a night on the town with him anymore because every time she did, people thought that she was worried what people would think. Uh -huh. And, it, you know, it was the 80s at that point. So, I mean, you know, people saw somebody who was in their 60s and saw him in his you know, mid-30s and they're like, oh, wow, you know. It's, yeah. It's a weird situation, you know. It's not like the modern day where nowadays it's, we think about it and we go, oh, okay, all right, whatever, you know. They're either a cougar or but they don't <laughs> They don't have the male version of the cougar, which I really, you know. I agree. I, I, I think they totally. I think they totally should. I agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, so, anyways, that was us. By the way, you got some major geek points there, Marilyn. 
because uh, you, you brought up Highlander and Forever all in one <laughs> little scenario. I love that. Treats me with respect. He says he loves me all the time. He calls me 15 times a day. <laughs> See, I can, I can talk about Forever a little bit easier, though, than I could Highlander because it's it's more recent. It's like... Yeah, that too. I mean, you know, and then there was, you know, there weren't bad sequels to follow, you know, Forever. So we're good with, you know... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Um, well, let me ask you this. Now, as you know, a lot of what I do is, is horror genre based. Uh-huh. Um, do you have a favorite scary movie? Oh gosh! See again with the favorite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, when I, I do, I, I love the horror genre, and I do watch them. Nice, nice. Um, so growing up, yeah, ones that just like really stuck in your mind. We, yeah, and would scare the shit out of me. Are uh, Friday the 14th. Oh, yeah. Hellraiser. Oh, absolutely. That, that one really, like, totally. It, <laughs> uh, and I told uh, Pinhead this as well at a convention. <laughs> uh, yes. I, you know what's funny? I did the same thing when I met him. When I, when I, I, Because I, he's such a mild-mannered British guy. <laughs> But yeah, basically that meeting, and what's really cool too is, and again, you probably experienced this as well because you do a lot of conventions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and you get to meet a lot of the people that you, you, you've you seen on, and, in movies yourself and, and work with, but the ones you see and you, you've seen them in full makeup with the pins sticking out of their head with the nails and, you know, <laughs> the full makeup design and then you meet them in real life and, and I mean, it's one of those moments where you just get the chance to say, Wow, you scared the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I didn't say much to him, but I, I, I did make sure to just tell him that much, though. I was just really excited he came by my booth. Like he had stopped by. This is like the last day of the con. He finally. It was him and it was um, Ashley Lawrence who played the girl from the original movies. They were walking around, and they uh, he got a chance to stop by and saw my drawings, and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> pinhead standing in front of me you know <laughs> and I was really new to doing this so uh-huh. I was it was just like oh you know and I literally told him I said dude I I gotta tell you this and, and this is with full respect you scared the hell out of me as a kid you really did <laughs> I, I was so afraid of opening any box or puzzles it was horrible yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then um, with Freddy Krueger it was like afraid to fall asleep yeah, absolutely. I mean, how how screwed are you there? Sooner or later, you gotta fall asleep or go crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> and there were a few, but I, you know, those are the, the those are the two that really stick out in my mind. Oh, nice. That's that. See, those are some great ones, though. So that's very very cool. <laughs> well, that is too cool, Marilyn. It has been a pleasure to speak with you here on Geo After Dark. Both the fans and I thank you very much. For oh, joining. thank you, thank you so much for having me. It was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. You know I've never met a man who's made me feel quite so secure. He's not like all them other boys. Is that also dumb and immature? That's just something. In a world of darkness, one thing is 
is true. The monsters do come out to TheUntoldChronicles.com, a website dedicated to the independent stories of Gio Braun. TheUntoldChronicles.com is where you'll find a trinity of terror tales dedicated to scaring the bejesus out of you, all with sexy horror fun, all drawn and written by Gio Braun. Check out TheUntoldChronicles.com. If you dare. You're listening to Geo After Dark. It looked like a stiff breeze would blow him over. And yet somehow, Gio has managed to bring the best parts of his world here for you. So give him a listen. I have no doubt you'll be glad you did. I'm Morgan Freeman. Titty Sprinkles. You're listening to Geo After Dark. In a world of darkness, one thing is true. The monsters do come out to TheUntoldChronicles.com, a website dedicated to the independent stories of Geo's Brown. TheUntoldChronicles.com is where you'll find a trinity of terror tales dedicated to scaring the bejesus out of you, all with sexy horror fun, all drawn and written by Geo Brown. Check out TheUntoldChronicles.com if you dare. Music means it means it's about time for yet another episode of Geo's After. Oh, looks like Jeeves has come back well, once again. To be, well, to be honest, Master Braun, slightly bewildered. Bewildered, eh? Why is that, Jeeves? Well, I may have misunderstood you, but you, you did tell me to feed the tiger, didn't you? Yeah, I mentioned the tiger looked a little hungry. Why? Well, sir, technically I did do that. But on the onset, you might need to find a new gardener now. Really? Um, are you trying to tell me that he ate our gardener, Jeeves? Well, let's just say I would watch that freshly dug in the back garden now, at least until it's had time to solidify. <laughs> oh dear. Well, note to self, uh, 
Thanks for that, Jeeves, I think. Ah, well, that's the good news about Jeeves. He at least buries his mistakes pretty well deep when he does make them. Yeah. Anyhow, like I was saying before, the, that interruption, uh, I want to thank my guest once again for our special interview here. Uh, that was Ms. Marilyn Gigliotti from The Movie Clerks and many other projects that she's done. Check her out on IMDb and also coming out eventually in Clerks 3 when it comes to a theater near you. I also want to thank uh, Jeeves for hopefully burying that body deep enough to where we won't have to deal with it later on. I want to thank all of you for listening in on Jew After Dark, episode 10. Look for my website, www.brawngraphics.com, and check out all the great art that I do, uh, everything from uh, paintings, which uh, you can find in many galleries across the Southland here in California, as well as Geo's Vixens, my monthly salute to pinups. Check all that and a lot more at www.brongraphics.com. I'll be waiting for you. That being said, it's about that time, and uh, just remember one thing out there. Only you can bury the body. Really, Gio? Really? <laughs> Paid for it. Sponsored by your friends at the Illuminati. All celebrity voices were impersonated. No duh. Ta-da. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.